The best description, I think, was she rides her bicycle exactly how the Wicked Witch of the West Mm. does at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Brunch Book Club, the podcast where brunch, books, and booze collide. I'm Tara, and I'm Tati, and you can sit with us. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, hey, girl. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling fresh. (laughs) Had a good night of sleep. Yeah. Had some brunch yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. It was the first brunch back. Yeah. Um, it was great to see everybody. Hey. Hi. I hope you're all feeling as fresh as Tati is and not as deathly as I am. Mm. Mm. How you doing? I'm better. Good. Than I okay. was when I woke up. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Woke up bollock naked and still had my makeup on. But the eyeliner was still on. In perfect precision. So can recommend Selena Gomez's eyeliner for all. You know, you said shout out to Selena earlier. And I just assumed that this was like a thing that was happening on the internet. That I just was um, not aware of. But it's her makeup. Yeah, her makeup mm. line. Really very good. I haven't tried it. I've only tried the eyeliner. I've heard. And it's a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> she can last all night. Wow. Uh, yeah. But no, brunch was amazing. Yeah. It was our it first was so one good. of 2024. Yeah. It was so nice to see Yeah, everybody. we made our way up to Camden. Yeah. Yeah. Not my usual area. No, but it was so nice. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Cafe Coco. Yeah. Big shout Such out to vibe. them. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, you have to send me the DJs. Yes. The DJ was incredible. Oh, she was Non-stop so she was so tunes. cool as well. Yeah, just like blase. She was like, "I'll give you what you want." Yeah, <laughs> she was so nice. Yeah, really loved it, and the food was good. I think everybody got a pizza. Yeah, I was really torn on what to get actually, because mm. I had originally wanted the salt beef sandwich. But then <gasps> that appealed to me. So yeah. good, yeah. But then I started thinking, okay, if a sandwich is the same price as a pizza, I can't. Yeah, not get a pizza. Ishi got the salady type, you know, with the beetroot Ooh, and stuff. Oh, I saw that from down the my side of the table. It looked yeah. really good. I was tempted to get that and get the burrata with it, but I yeah. didn't. Mm. I went for pizza, which I don't regret. It was absolutely yeah. banging. Um, and then I got the gelato. Okay. Did what you flavor? Get... Oh, I did a mixture. Vanilla oh. and salted caramel. Oh, yum. How was the salted caramel? Very sweet. Oh. In a good way, but very, very sweet. Okay. And every now and then I got a little chunk of salt, which Ooh. I loved. Have you tried? I don't know if you've seen this. You might. It was a while ago. So it's probably made the rounds to Instagram. <laughs> um, Dua Lipa saying, get really nice vanilla ice cream and have it with olive oil and salt. I haven't had it with olive oil and salt, but I've done balsamic vinegar. Oh. And that is so good. I don't like vanilla ice cream at all. You're not a vanilla? So I like vanilla... I don't mind vanilla flavored things mm. or vanilla scented things, but vanilla ice cream, I don't know why, I just have never enjoyed it. Are you vanilla baby? You won't, I'll choke you, but you that won't kill song me, baby. It is <laughs> crazy. That's all I'm going to say about it. Jack Harlow is crazy. Yeah. He's like 
because he's not objectively attractive. We were having this conversation yesterday around how right now in Hollywood, there's a group of men who are becoming very like popular, mm-hmm. but they just look like average dudes. Yes. So it's like Jeremy Allen White, Paul Mescal. Like, <laughs> there's like this group of Take men. Take Paul Mescal out of that category immediately. You think he's conventionally attractive? Yes. Really? But also it's the Irish heritage in me. Looking okay. at a pale you white need boy. To separate yourself <laughs> no, from it's all the objectivity <laughs> of the list. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like right now there's this huge wave of like normal people, yeah. normal looking people. Uh, normal hey. people. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Hi, hey, Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Jinx. you're listening. Yeah. My ally. Hello. Um, I really do completely agree with Jeremy, yeah. though. Have yeah. you seen the bear? Yes. Oh, yeah. it's intense. Have you seen the Calvin Klein ad? No. I've watched it every other day. I This is not hyperbole. He's not. I've watched it every other day since it was released because I cannot decide how I feel about it or him. So I watch it every other day okay. thinking this will be the day that I will decide if I'm into this or not. Because he's not conventionally attractive, but that body is not That body's hanging. Oof. Yeah. Oof. There's and- also just something about like... I don't know, like a normal looking dude who's just like, seems like nice and confident. Mm. Hopefully he is nice. I don't know. No. I've heard some questionable things, but he is dating mm. Rosalia. Yeah. I, Which seems like a very random pairing. But, but also if it works, hot. it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's beautiful. She's a spicy mama. Yesterday, some of the girls were talking about Paul Mescal running away from people. Oh, yeah. What? So, <laughs> during covid for sure he lives in london mm-hmm. obviously i don't know where nor do i need to know but let us know paul yeah come paul to brunch. come to brunch you can sit tell us about your running you can sit on me if you need to not even okay with us anyway so he lives in london <laughs> he lives in london and he he got the commitment to the gar shorts is outrageous but he's always been seen kind of the walk- yeah the gar uh the gaa uh his yeah he's always been seen in his shorts and then he always seems to be running so there's this running kind of thing i don't even know if it's a joke at this point or if it's genuine where the girls were really laughing about it yesterday yeah. i think it was danielle and sarah where they say he suggests a walk in hyde park and then just dips that's the story that's the story like the walk in hyde park is the date and if he's not into it he runs away yeah could you imagine that would be traumatic i would throw myself into the serpentine (laughs) i'd be like okay well i'm done yeah goodbye oh my god i don't think it's true i think he's just seen also going on a walking date with someone in gar shorts are you joking that's why i don't think it's true but then the also thing is apparently it's a walk after the night they've spent together and then he then he away. <laughs> i love that Fair. iconic behavior that is yeah. iconic like paul if you're not doing that you should absolutely just start, start doing, doing it now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no i haven't seen the calvin klein ad okay um, well but i have seen i'll send it to you tomorrow because no, i'm watching don't. it again <laughs> no please don't i kind of feel like ao where she's just like he's my colleague yeah he's just and again she gets a shout out yeah. girl we won't stop no. just Come on the pot. Yeah. Or just... Until you're friends with us, we will not stop this. (laughs) Listen, you gotta shoot for the moon. (laughs) Yeah. And land amongst... Her stardom. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So yes, brunch was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to know what time I got home? 
Sure. One thirty in the AM. That's actually offensive. Why? I got home at 7 p.m. <laughs> For those who don't know or haven't guessed, I am still in my sobriety era because yes. it is an era. Um, so I went home after a non a little mocktail, non-alcoholic drink at the bar. Yeah, I didn't. You stayed out. You went, I went out, out, out. out. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I don't know why I'm behaving like I'm 25 because I'm not. Uh, this is the decrepit body of a 33-year-old who cannot function mm. without decent amounts of sleep and you know why do you know what's mad though is when i've been out i sleep really well because my body is so exhausted like insomnia. We're done. yeah we gotta go to bed yeah logging off yeah insomnia is like no it's i'm clocking in no today is not, not your shift today. take yeah. the day off um but no i'm feeling okay 1 30 1 30 what'd you guys do where'd you go we bounced around basically okay. camden mm. went to simmons well, we were in Simmons, Turn Up Town. We love that place. Mm. Their spicy marks, oh, the limit does not exist. I really wish I loved margaritas, but I don't like to. Have you heard the margarita song? Yes. Give yes. me one margarita. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you and the girls at one yeah. thirty in the morning. Give me one margarita. <laughs> and instead, I had twelve margaritas. Yeah. We haven't even gotten that far, but yeah, it was amazing. Really good fun. And yeah. and my favourite bit was uh, we were still out. Oh my God, some of those girls can just, they, they just keep going. Mm-hmm. And Catherine looked at me at one point and I was just stud questioning my choices. And she just looked directly at me and she went, do you want to go home? Like, yeah. Like, how could you tell? I thought yeah. I was playing it off so well. And then she, like, my chaperone, she's yeah. like, come on, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Time to go. Let's get you home. Yeah. So yeah. it's fantastic. It's so nice yeah. to be back at it's brunch. It's nice to be back. Yeah. Yeah. And we had such a fantastic discussion. Mm. So many people yeah. joined the discussion. And we had new faces, classic faces, old faces. People... Um, who had come to a brunch back in 2021, for example, mm-hmm. and returned, made yeah. a triumphant return, which was so nice. And yeah, I'm already looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Which is a couple of weeks. sold out. Yeah. So. And April tickets have officially dropped. They so. have indeed. And as oh my, always, get your tickets. Get your tickets. you've got about five minutes to do that before <laughs> it sells out. <laughs> However, I have great news. We've launched a new event. Ooh. Yeah. Tell us more. So clearly, the demand for Brunch Book Club yeah. continues for to grow. and community. Uh, so I wanted to give the people what they wanted and what they're demanding, which is more Brunch Book Club events. So we've launched a little, what I've coined like Brunch's Naughty Little Sister, the Cocktail Hour, hmm. which will be launching next <laughs> Naughty month. Little Sister. It's Brunch's Naughty Little Girl. <laughs> Um, I don't like that. <laughs> Let's go with little sister, especially with the book yeah, we're discussing I don't today. Like that at all. <laughs> so that's gonna be launching in March, mm. where we basically it's a bit more informal. There's you don't have to basically commit more than twelve hours of your life to an event. Yeah. It's gonna be hosted the Wednesday evening after our brunch event, where we'll still talk about the book. I can come on Wednesdays. Can you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were still doing your I'm Not Like Other Girls, Stained Glassing, Piano. Yeah, those are on different nights of the week. Oh, 
Oh, amazing. Oh, well. Wow. See you guys there. Yeah, definitely. Assuming it's not sold out by the time I I buy my ticket. (laughs) Tickets are selling. So, it's yeah, I just thought it's a really nice way of getting together and having a drink and catching up about the yeah, book chit chat yeah and also if it's if you weren't quick enough to get tickets to one of our brunch events which are the star of the show of course you can come along to the cocktail hour because some of the girlies who are going to the brunch also want to come to the cocktail hour mm. get to meet some of us see if yeah. the vibes are your vibes yeah come hang yeah come sit with us we'll yeah. see you at the bar so that's really exciting yeah you can find more information on on at brunch book club on, on instagram. instagram and then also and while you're on instagram follow hi, hi. brunch book club pod that's us hey please follow us yeah. Yeah, come hang, please. yeah please come hang you will find all of our events on our website which is brunchbookclub.com and yeah we want to see you there and that's that and that's that also if you are doing all of the admin bits just throw a little review in there for us. Yeah. That would be lovely. We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, if there's more like you want to hear. Like us back. Yeah. Yeah, please don't make it. Don't play hard to get. Yeah. It's we, like, I already want you. Yeah. We've made our feelings clear. Yeah. <laughs> there's no games here. Yeah. <laughs> I will call you back. I will text you immediately <laughs> back. It's like, if you DM us, immediate response. Hi. <laughs> oh my God. Hi. How are you doing? We've been waiting for you. Yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> what are you drinking, girl? <laughs> what are we drinking? Please, God. What are we drinking? Today, we, I decided to be nice. Oh, okay. And we're going to have coffee. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It fits my sobriety era, and I figured it's probably what your body is needing. My body. Yeah. After being out until 1.30 in the morning. Like, as you would knocking say. Knocking back spicy margaritas. As, yeah. As I would say what? <laughs> A spicy sewer rat. Oh, Yeah. yeah. That's what I am. Well. Or, as I've also coined, I can't remember what it is, but like, oh, a party goblin. Party goblin? Yeah. I think, uh... Oh, I actually am picturing a goblin with a little, like, birthday hat, you know? Yeah. Little triangle hats. That won't quit. Yeah. Whereas the inside old grandma is, yeah, give me a one, Margarita. (laughs) (laughs) And old lady me, my three discs are like bitch yeah it's like go home this is why we're having coffee today well i appreciate you enjoy it oh i will well you can my hands will be shaking (laughs) please help (laughs) yeah i hope from an independent yes we are having coffee today from drumroll brioche oh it is a local independent coffee shop we love an independent yeah any sweet treats Yes, we have lemon drizzle cake and, because we're naughty, a pistachio-filled donut. Pistachio cream donut? La creme. Okay. La France. Okay. La France. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, still not going to talk about that. Um, Yeah, so we've got some sweet treats to go with our uh, oat cappuccino and oat latte. Oh, um, I could fall in love with you. Yeah. It's what you need. Well, this is what I'm saying is enjoy it while you can, because then... I'll see you in a couple weeks for that Bloody Mary round. Uh, yeah, when does your sober era end? Um, March. Oh, so literally fast like next next week. Yeah. <gasps> How exciting! Yeah. How lucky for you that next week you're choosing yeah. what we drink. But yeah, the week it, after, you it won't be a know. fucking bloody. No, yeah. I know what I'm gonna bring. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know already? Sure. It's a Vandal, baby. 
no yeah can't be my first drink at the end of my sobriety <laughs> era i just won't drink again <laughs> well everybody who i've spoken to has listened to that first app is like so she needs to try it because they think it's good no <laughs> oh because they want me to be traumatized yes Right. Okay. Well, I don't like any of you, but that's fine. Thanks but do for, give us a review yeah, that doesn't reflect. Thanks that. for engaging. <laughs> that's great. So there you go. Now, are you ready for? Well, I'm going to ask you. Are you ready to get uncomfortable? Um. Well, considering people want me to try Zinfandel so that I am uncomfortable, yeah, might as well. Okay. So, what are we reading? So, this week, yeah. we're reading the book club book. A book of the month, the which book is... Of the month, A Spell of Winter. Yes. Let me see, set the scene for Let us. me seat the scene. Let me seat the scene. Take a seat, girls. And strap in. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, yeah. So, this is a gothic tale that takes place at the turn of the century in the years leading up to World War I. It centers on two siblings, Catherine slash Kathy and Rob, who live with their emotionally distant grandfather at his deteriorating estate in the English countryside. Gorgeous. Stunning. But they've been abandoned by their mother, <laughs> who left for mysterious reasons. She... And they're separated from their father, who is sent to live in a mental asylum because early 1900s mental health. Bye. So Rob and Kathy become each other's source of love and get close. Closer than close. Like, arguably too close. Mm. Ultimately, I would say that this is a book uh, that's a dark and misty tale mm-hmm. about secrets and how the ghost of our past decisions Ooh. can haunt us <gasps> and those around us in the present and in the future. Wow. Yeah. Get ready for your audio book coming out soon. Yeah. You really did set the scene. Well, do you want to hear a bit about the author? Tell me. Firstly, I'm going to I'm going to bring you down to bring you back up, okay? She died in 2017. Oh god. Yeah, it's really sad actually, cuz she's a incredibly talented writer, but she died in 2017 at quite a young age. She was oh, only, really? I think she was only in her 60s. Oh gosh, yeah. that's so young. But I'm going to bring you back up. Okay. Okay. Because she, she lived a that life. That was a quick pivot, yeah. But she lived a life and she really achieved a lot and her writing has kind of reached so many different readerships mm. because she was not only a novelist, she was a poet. Oh, She was gorgeous. also a short story connoisseur and she was a children's writer, mm. which was lovely, which I didn't realise until one of the girls yesterday... She's got a great range. Oh, she's got range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she actually won... Uh, the Orange Prize for Fiction in 1996, which was its first year. You might not know what that is, but it's now commonly known as the Women's Prize for Fiction. She won the first year. The first year. That's some feat. So she won that. Yeah, let's go, Helen. She um, also, so for those who don't know, I'm a Nottingham girly. She went to Nottingham Girls High. She's not from Nottingham, though. But it's a prestigious private school. Okay. They, they tend to give out a lot of uh, bursaries to and and scholarships to really high achieving children. Oh, wow. And she went. She was actually born in Yorkshire. Okay. And she studied at the University of York. And yeah, she just seems like a really lovely lady. Mm. Somebody who was very conscious about delivering good stories to children. Mm. And then obviously 
And then writing this. <laughs> writing this is quite wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. Yeah. But about Helen, R.I.P. Genuinely, she seemed like a really lovely yeah. lady. I mean, what a legacy to have won the first, the inaugural prize. Um, yeah. Women's prize in fiction. And so coveted as well. Yeah. And she really set the tone, I think. And what a book to have won it. (laughs) Exactly. They were obviously like, we're not like other awards. Yeah. We'll go for the creepy stuff. Like, ooh, yeah, siblings that are too close? Interesting. Yeah. Winner! I mean, 1996, I guess that's a little bit of a spicy Definitely. Yeah. That was so long ago that it hurts my soul. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) Instead, how about you tell me your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts. Yeah, what really... did we like? What we? What did we not like? The incest I did not like. Fair. Yeah. I think if you added that to your what I did like column, I'd have that would be questionable. A lot of questions that I don't want to ask because I don't want the answers. To them. <laughs> well, on the same side though, I didn't like the incest, but I do think it was integral to the story, mm. and the story is poignant. Mm-hmm. It's as you said, dark and gloomy yeah Yeah. very gothic yeah and i really enjoyed that it took a while for me to kind of get into for Mm -hmm. sure but as soon as i was into it i was in you were in i didn't i didn't want to put the book down which i loved yeah really really loved what about you what were your initial thoughts i really loved it yeah 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 i uh, helen is was an incredible writer truly um yeah, as I was reading it, it felt like I was there in the countryside in the decrepit house with mm-hmm. Kathy and Rob and our cast of characters. Um, so yeah, I had a sort of similar experience of once you get over <laughs> the incest, which I think you have to get over pretty quickly because like five pages in, you're like, whoop! Yep. Start, yeah, she starts dropping in some very overt hints. Yeah, um, she's not subtle. Coming. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and thank God for that, because then you know what's coming, and you can sort of move past it, and then just, yeah, take you get to experience, story. exactly, take in the story, and everything that happens because of the decisions that Kathy and Rob make, and everyone around them, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't know yeah. if you would agree with this statement, but I found the bleakness quite beautiful. Mm. I don't know what this is about my mental health, but I think if she, I think Helen really committed to it being dark and gloomy and as soon as you accepted that as a reader i think you were in for a really really moving story no matter what kind of emotions it elicited it's yeah i I really liked it i think it's one of my favorite i know we're only in feb but one of my favorite books we've read this year so far i don't know if i feel the same at the end of the year but very atmospheric Mm. and it's yeah i really did feel like as soon as you opened those pages you were stepping into another world yeah and it was incredible. She's, she's, well, she did have such a talent for writing. Yeah, I mean, the attention to detail Oof. of, like, the, the descriptions of, like, orange trees and, mm. like, um, there's a few scenes when she, Kathy is walking through the woods mm-hmm. and it's, like, you can hear the rustle of mm-hmm. the leaves and, like, you can picture the, like, ducks flying over the lake. It's, it, yeah, very Even atmospheric, now, as you said, yeah. I can see it. The same time, though, she doesn't fall into that trap, which I think a lot of authors can do, is put too much description. Yeah. Where you're just like, yes, okay, you've been talking like about a leaf. In the countryside, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Um, I think it would be helpful, though, if we just do a roll call of yes. characters, because there's there a are a few. Them. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and there are 
all doing stuff. I'm going to list them. You tell me who's who. And if we see if we've got our mind right. (laughs) Okay. So, Kathy, also known as Catherine, is... She is the narrator. Yes. Our protagonist. Um, She is there. (laughs) She's there. Yeah. She is a questionable narrator sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes. Yeah. And then other times... I think also quite apathetic to the things that are happening to her and around her, mm-hmm. um, which makes her really interesting because the entire book is told from her perspective. Yeah. Then we've got Kate, who is also known as Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she plays the role of um, a servant or maid for the family, but she's seen as a member of the family by certain members of the family, which is juxtaposed by her her feeling of potentially not being as close to them as they see her uh, to them. Um, She's incredibly strong-willed, wicked funny, very, like... Irish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My people... Yeah, you're like, gotta shout them out. Uh, Yeah. Ayo will know. Yeah. I mean, Samantha? Samantha? Jenny Jenny the donkey, Jesus. (laughs) I... Can't move past it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Eileen is also a part of the story very briefly at the beginning. Yeah. So you've got Kathleen, Eileen. And Catherine. And Catherine, which is very confusing at the beginning, which is why we're doing a roll call. Yeah. Then we've also got Rob. Yes, the brother. Kathy's brother. And lover. Mm. There you go. Grandfather. Emotionally distant. Yeah. Rattles about the house. Yeah. I think begrudgingly has his grandchildren in the house. Yeah. I think very, like, it seems like he really worked for the life that he thought he, or he worked to, like, get the life that he thought that he wanted. Mm -hmm. And the life that he worked for did not pan out into the life that he was actually living. Yes. A bit sad. Very sad. Kind of an obtuse person as well. Yeah. Yeah, A bit sad. (laughs) Yeah. I... If he really needed to, he could sit with us, but I'd happily forego that. Uh, The father. Oh, sad. Yeah, he's mentally ill. I think it's what we would now call dementia. Yeah. But back in the day. It's a true reflection, I think, of that time period. Yeah, he's an idiot, according to everybody else. Yeah, moral idiocy. Yeah. And then Miss Gallagher. Scary. (laughs) The best description, I think, was she rides her a bicycle exactly how the Wicked Witch of the West mm. does at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And that sums her up perfectly. Yeah. She's she's um the governess or like a Kathy's teacher. Of some kind, but like doesn't some live with sort them. of mentor. But it's a very one sided again, Kathy is a unreliable narrator, but it seems like a very one sided sort of relationship where Miss Gallagher cares for Kathy much more than Kathy cares for or about. She's also highly religious and uses that as a weapon. Yeah. She's a bit creepy. Yeah. She isn't for me. Uh, The mother. Miss Mystery herself. Yeah. Um, Dipped. Yeah. All we know about her is for a long time during the book is that she left under mysterious circumstances. She's well traveled. Yeah. She's living in in the France. Yeah. In the France. Um. She's, like, shacked up with artists. Yeah, she sounds yeah. like, you know, the Bloomsbury set. Mm-mm. So the Bloomsbury set were of this kind of era of, of fantastic artistic mm. minds. 
of writers, poets, and they kind of all hung out together. Mm. It kind of it, it reminded me of that, but she's okay. just this bohemian, yeah, artistic yeah. person. And then finally, last but definitely not least, my homeboy, Mr. Bullivant. George. Georgie. Yeah, he is the neighbor. <laughs> yeah, he's the neighbor. He's the rich man with the lemons. Better to do than spend money on lemons and fountains. Yeah. And but he, he's, like, very genuine and warm and, like, my read of him is he's quite kind and, like, actually cares about Kathy and the family. Kathy specifically yeah. as well. I think he sees um, a kindred spirit there yeah. maybe. But he also, which we find out later on in the book, knows her mother mm-hmm. and is kind of advocating for drama, his mother. Drama, Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's get into it. Yes. General questions that I think we picked up yesterday from our own book discussion with the girlies um, was Kathy as a character is very complex. So mm-hmm. she's tricky to understand her motives behind things. And one of the main takeaways, which I think is fascinating, is her absolute determination to stay exactly mm-hmm. where she is in a place that is not serving her anymore. So what I wanted to know is if you had any thoughts on... Like, relatable. <laughs> of why she does want to stay and what those motivations might be for her. Honestly, I think a huge part of it is pretty simple and it's just, it's all she's ever known. Mm. Like, it is terrifying to think about leaving the place that you've always known to go, uh, even to the neighbor's house. Like, if she was to pursue a relationship with George Boulevant and his lemon trees like that's still a change and change mm-hmm. is scary and i think she has grown comfortable at ash court as comfortable as her grandfather has let her that it can be terrifying to leave the place that you have known the circumstances that you've been in for forever and do something new but i think the other side of it is also she's constantly compared to her mother in appearances and temperament and being this wild spirit that can't be tamed kind of thing and I think because of those comparisons and a lot of the hurt and anger that she feels towards her mother because of this sense of abandonment I think Kathy also has Kathy yes Kathy I was like Kathleen Eileen <laughs> Kathy um, yeah I was like one of them I don't know uh, has this like subconscious I think decision not to leave because she doesn't want to be like her mother mm-hmm. what about you i i agree with a lot of what you've said i think it's a very complex thing i think it boils down to better the devil you know mm-hmm. she's gone she's grown comfortable in her discomfort and sadness mm-hmm. so she's happy to stay where she is well happy is a stretch but it's the yeah. easier decision yeah. because she doesn't have to make a decision because i think this plays to the apathy right it's like mm-hmm. there's so much that's happening around her like within her family within her like home in the village and then as we start to get closer and closer to world war one and like people other characters kate and rob in particular like leave the village (laughs) well (laughs) yeah we'll get to that but yeah i think there is this like sense of apathy of like she's just this leaf like floating on top of a lake like she's not really going anywhere she's do you ever feel like a plastic bag do you ever feel no i've literally (laughs) never felt like a plastic bag 
I think Kathy lets life happen to her. Yeah. And it's For very sure. sad. And spoilers, she does get pregnant at one point and is just plodding along with life and every decision that kind of comes her way. She does make, but again, apathetically. Yeah. And life just seemingly happens to her and we could argue that's how they got into this incestuous relationship. And Mm. then, of course, as soon as she does decide to do something for herself, again, spoiler, murder Mrs. Gallagher, potentially. Yeah, allegedly. Who knows? She is then kind of vilified and Mm -hmm. that decision leads to more people leaving, which I think then leads to her kind of cementing her desire to stay. Mm. And there is an element as well because when the betrayer, Rob, decides to dip and leave her she can't really get over that and she she just decides well i'm staying and partly i think she stays because if she does leave how will rob find her when he does well if and when he chooses to come back yeah that's an interesting view of it because when i read it her decision to stay like really broke my heart because she talked about how she was the only person that their grandfather had Mm -hmm. and if she left he would have no one and it, oh my god, it, like, makes me emotional thinking about it. Because he, throughout the book, is, like, giving off weird vibes, for sure. For sure. But when he talks about raising Kathy's mother on his own and having to, like, get her to, like, drink milk and, like, just the long nights of being this widower, only to have her quote-unquote abandon him and abandon the family, I think Kathy does feel this like whether it's like guilt or like debt do you think it's atonement for i i think that that is an interesting view of it yeah of like if i leave i'm no better than my mother and my mother abandoned him so i have to stay so that i'm not like my mother but equally i don't really think the grandfather's worth that but that's just my opinion yeah and equally we have to consider as well her baby is on those grounds somewhere and that was her true descent into madness. Yeah. Was the loss of her child. The and secrets. The secrets. Yeah. They eat you alive. Yeah. Um, interestingly, though, if we think about the family history mm-hmm. that, you know, the family history that we as readers are given an insight to, there's something at play where you have to kind of consider, is, is this a predestined mm-hmm. situation? Not just the incest, but how Kathy perceives the world. Do you think, I suppose what I'm trying to ask you is, do you think that them shagging was inevitable? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's my short answer. No. No. Next. um, No, I, I absolutely do not think incestuous relationships are tied to destiny. Um, Could you imagine if the fates were like, this is like, you know what you're going to do? You're going to fork. Yeah brotherfucker yeah <laughs> yeah i i thought that this was an interesting conversation during our book club uh discussion around whether it was destiny um because one of our members pia brought up a really interesting point around circumstance versus destiny and like whether that relationship yeah was a product of the l- lack of normal healthy love yeah if that's what we want to call it that like children should experience within a family tenderness and care yeah exactly and like if those are the only things that you can those are the things that you can only find in your brother 
then it's like, oh yeah, they're unfortunately a product of that loneliness and lack of isolation. Exactly. But I do think she views it as destiny. their destiny. Yeah. But then also she is younger than Rob. Yeah. Do we know how old she is? I know that they have a two year gap. I think she's fifteen or maybe seventeen. A baby. A baby. So is he. Um yeah. but I do think it's they are a victim of circumstance. They are incredibly isolated in the village anyway because they're they don't have the same camaraderie mm-hmm. and shared experiences of those who are less fortunate. And yeah. so they are isolated in this big rattly old house. The only kind of affection or protection she feels very protected by Rob. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, a source of comfort as well. You know who was comfortable? Miss Gallagher. Oh my god. What? She doesn't live at the house. Though. No. That's mind-blowing to me. That she was on her bicycle, coming up the gravel <laughs> driveway like the Wicked Witch of the West, and then creeping on into the house, going up the stairs and opening the door, and not a one... I'm watching her sleep. ...person. Yeah, like... I'm sorry. Girl, I, get a job. Get a hobby. What are you doing? I, Go to bed. <laughs> I adore you. But if I found out you were creeping into my house and watching me sleep, I'd be like, bitch, we need to have words. What are you doing? If my husband was awake, if Alex was awake and staring at me while I was asleep, I would be scared. Would and this you? is like, no, I yes, would yes. You? If you wake up and there's a person just standing there staring at you. Oh, I think like, it's the standing. You're either my sleep paralysis demon, a serial <laughs> killer, or nothing else. There's nothing else. Like, you're one of the two. I'm either, I'm either going to die in my sleep or I'm going to die awake alive yeah. alert and terrified like that's it yeah no she's she's unwell she was doing too much I was but she but it. she would be like i'm doing the work of the lord no my girl i was like you're doing the work of a demon yeah hannibal stop. lecter what are you doing girl stop it yeah no she really gave, gave me the heebie yeah. yeah i think it's also because we know women and men like it who are yeah. trying to police other people's behaviors and not just women's behaviors but anything that deviates mm. away from the heteronormative society that we have so fuck off and i think this is one of the really interesting parts of all of the characters is that we don't learn a ton about their backgrounds Mm -hmm. and like why they have ended up in the places that they're at other than like the father has dementia or what we would call dementia now and this is why he's ended up in this asylum Mm -hmm. like we don't really learn or i've forgotten why like mrs gallagher is like there on the scene we don't really learn what brought uh, George Boulevant to the village, like the story of the grandfather, he came from nothing and nowhere to this place, but like from where, why, when? And I think it's this mystery behind some of these characters and the secrets that they carry makes things like Mrs. Gallagher creeping on through the house even more ominous and terrifying. Yeah, Yeah, because you're like, who are you lady like why are you why are you here why do you feel so comfortable like we don't know equally i think there's a kindness that we should reach out with when we discuss the mother Mm -hmm. because in that same vein we don't know what led her to leave her children and i think there's a lot of creepy vibes in this book and lots of the characters give off the heebie-jeebie skeebies like the grandfather I also think there's a lot of people that are obsessed with how much Kathy looks like her mama. Yeah. Because evidently the mother is a very beautiful woman. She's vilified by other women because, you know, she's out there living her life. And she clearly is a modern woman. 
she sounds like I'd love to see her at brunch. Yeah. And the fascination that people... A woman ahead of her time. Absolutely. But equally, you could say the same for Mrs. Gallagher, Mm. because there are still people like that out there. But I think the obsession with Kathy's looks and her wild hair and her breasts and curvature and the way that the grandfather talks about her looking like his daughter and everybody comments on it. It's just a bit creepy. Yeah. Although I wonder how much of it is people actually doing it versus Kathy being an unreliable narrator. Because, mm. like, we all think that people think about us more than people actually are. But they are telling that to her. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Throughout. Mrs. <laughs> Miss Gallagher says it multiple yeah. times. Even George says it. But I feel like George doesn't say it in the same level of creepiness. So, in this book... Yes. There's lots of mystery, as we know. Uh-huh. Something that's not mysterious is Rob leaves, lol, and he leaves with Kate. Ugh. And he writes a couple of letters Ugh. to yeah. Kathy, trying to explain the reasons why. Fuck off. I think he finally gives her, like, the fourth iteration of the letter. Yeah. And at this point, he's already left. He's gone, yeah. Betrayal or kindness? Fucking betrayal. It's one thing to leave, but to leave with Kate? And not actually give her the circumstances and the context. Mm-hmm. So our girl is just like, oh, he's dipping with the with girl another lady. who I viewed as a sister slash mom slash best friend, confidant. And then she starts spiraling about, oh, how long have they been fucking? What's been happening? Mm-hmm. And he gives her no assurances that actually he's just decided to leave with her. They don't... Although when he does explain when he comes back, like the fucking yeah. rat he is... He comes back and he's like, hey, girly, how you been? Hey, girly. <laughs> Lol. Hey, sis. Yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, my God. Surprise. Yeah. Hey, sis, forward slash lover. <laughs> yeah. Missed you. And then tells her, oh, goodness, no. We weren't together. Yeah. We just... Uh, do you mean you tried to shag her and she said no because Kate's a boss bitch and was like, mm, no, go away with you. Or, I, I don't know, there was no reason. And we never know. And we never know. Yeah. And there's no reason just to have dipped like that. And Although he does say to her, so this really annoyed me. Okay, go off. I think because... more than betrayal, I just found it really annoying. Um, And like, I was ready to throw the book across the room. Because it just, his tone in the letter was like, oh, I used to know how to make you feel better. I used to know how to be there for you. Yeah, with my dick. Yeah, and like, I don't know how to be the person that you need, so I'm gonna go. Because you'll be better off without me. And I'm like, first of all, rude. Don't speak for me. Yeah, I'm like, could you try and have a single ounce of emotional intelligence? Like, if you don't know how to help somebody... Ask. Ask. Like, it's not that deep, man. Like, But it's, it's also because she doesn't want to shag him anymore. It's crazy to me no, that he he's piss, like... he pisses yeah. me off. I'm like, not only are you a poor lover, you're also a <laughs> shit brother. Like, or be friend. there for someone. Yeah. yeah, if you don't know how to be there for them, ask. Don't, don't literally remove yourself yeah. from there. No, I really... Yeah, I found it really annoying. I think in the end, it's for the best. Sure. Because she... Whatever. I, I think you can say kind of... <laughs> comes into her own or at least starts to and i don't think that she would have had he stayed true but the circumstances around him leaving well she's just had an abortion that he doesn't know about 
Yeah, but does this Well, just give, for our listeners to know. But does this give him any leeway? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because I mean, I think he would have left anyway. Oh, yeah. If anything, he'd be like, oh, shit, responsibility. Shouldn't be shagging my yeah. sister. I'm going to leave. But instead he places all of the blame... It's the self-martyrdom yeah. that I really don't like. Is that, oh, I'm doing it for you. Yeah, you'll be better without me. Fuck off. She's literally... Oh, it's literally like your like, shitty boyfriend when when you were like a teenager it's not you it's me yeah like i i'm not a good enough person for you you deserve better yeah i know yeah and yet still it's like but here i am here i am cuff me let's go yeah no i really i mm, yeah mm. had he known about the baby and about the abortion do you think he still would have left yeah faster probably really yeah yeah. And it was interesting, I think it was Iria said she thought it was really selfish of him. Mm. And that encapsulated exactly how I felt. Was he wasn't doing it for anybody but himself. Yeah. And I think Cathy, in her apathy, well, her apathetic pr- approach to life, just lets life happen to her, as mm-hmm. we said. But equally, she just plods on and just says, okay, well, this is now the thing that's happening to me. Okay, yeah. next. Yeah. And she's just left and she's left and she's just she I think she just takes life day by day. And I think this is an interesting part of like would he have left if he'd known about the baby? Because their relationship changes when he thinks that she might have killed Miss mm-hmm. Gallagher. And I think it's that moment where Kathy like she for us, she doesn't stop being apathetic because we're the ones reading into her yeah. thoughts, but for those around her, particularly for Rob, it seems like something has changed in her, that she's no longer this like letting life happen to you person and she has potentially taken charge and taken control yeah. in a way that she hadn't previously. So I agree with you, if he had known about the baby and had known about the abortion, he probably would have left sooner because it's that same sort of change in her personality of like mm. she's not pliant making yeah. a decision yeah regardless of whether it's circumstantial decisions and like decisions of the time versus decisions of her own like free will i think we can argue but i yeah i think that change of like i am making this decision i'm no longer letting people just dictate what happens to me would have turned him off regardless of if it was miss gallagher or the baby and it's because rob's taking too long Mm-hmm. and she's like we need to sort this and she's like for fuck's sake do I have to do everything yeah. and just goes to do it Yeah. do you think it's time for a spice bowl I think so yeah okay take a dip I'll kick us off let's go would you ever read the book again why or why not hmm I my immediate response would have been no but I actually think I would read it in a very different way mm-hmm. where I'd be paying attention a lot more to the little bits because I know exactly who's who yeah and seeing the seeds, I probably would, would, I mean, I have too many books to read for stop, but I would revisit this yeah. because I think I'd get a lot more out of it on a second read yeah. and really appreciate her writing, even though yeah. I'm a big fan already. I think because I know what's happening, you pick up on the nuances that you sometimes miss with the, with the caliber of writing that you're given yeah. with this. Yeah. Would you? I agree. I had initially thought that I wouldn't read this book again, but I would read other books by Helen Dunmore. But I actually think that I would read this again because her writing is so poetic and atmospheric. Mm -hmm. I think she probably sprinkles in lots of little details into her descriptions of the surroundings and 
yeah, different dynamics between the characters that you don't necessarily pick up on first read because mm-hmm. you're still chasing the plot line of like, are they really having an incestuous relationship? Is Kathy really, did she really kill Miss Gallagher? And I think upon a second read, you've sort of gotten the high level plot points and you can enjoy the threads throughout like with a bit more detail. So I probably would read this one again, but I definitely read other books by her and yeah. some of her poems too yeah. yeah i mean she has a command of language so. yeah incredible well if you reread it let me know and i'll reread it at the same okay. time because i think we'd both gain a lot from it yeah okay let me have a little look in the ball okay which character all characters can get in the bbc bin where do we begin i mean i think we begin with rob rob get it all the way in yeah all the way in and don't come back out this is, I feel bad for putting Rob in the bin. I don't. And the reason why is like, they're both so young that I'm like, if your life, if your circumstances were different, would you have turned out differently? Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those situations where like, you have to separate out like the child from the adult kind of thing, like the innocent person from the perpetrator of the incestuous relationship, <laughs> which is really hard to do because I think, yeah, like, had their mother not abandoned them under mysterious circumstances, had mental health not been this um, stigmatized thing, and their father hadn't been sent off to this asylum far away, had their grandfather been more present, like, would he have turned out differently? Mm -hmm. Because it's clear that he really cares for Kathy. And, like, could that care have been something that's much more acceptable and, like, healthy rather than what it turned into? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we'll never know. So he can get in the bin. Yeah, Miss Gallagher can as well. Yeah, I I'll never get over her sneaking in through the house like no. evil Santa. Yeah, get don't in like it. The bin. I'm. Really... It's also like we talked about this yesterday, but there's this moment um, where Kathy talks about going for a walk in the woods with Miss Gallagher, mm. and like Miss Gallagher oh, gets like starts blushing. Oh, like, there's a weird relationship there that we don't really explore but also let's go back to the beginning of the book where they're getting ready to go to london to see their father so Mm -hmm. they're still kind of teens and it's before the incest and rob is making fun of how obsessed miss gallagher is with with kathy and then when we see her she's like always brushing down her skirts or touching her and yeah when even kathy's like oh she just does this and it's like girl i think like, I don't I think, think you're being should. groomed. Yeah, like, I don't think she should do that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. And it's uncomfortable because I think it's something that's really interesting that I've seen millennial parents doing now. And Gen Z, don't be having kids yet. You're too young. But millennial parents especially is not forcing their kids to hug people yeah, goodbye. I do love that. And saying, do you want to give a hug? No, then you don't have yeah, to. Because I yeah. think we all remember that time where you're forced to go and hug random people. Yeah. And it felt like that, where Kathy just had to accept yeah. that Mrs. Gallagher, well, Miss well Gallagher, yeah. felt like she had a right to touch her in yeah. those ways. And it's like, boundaries, my girl. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. And also, if she is a closeted lesbian, that's sad for her. Yeah. Equally, this is a child. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. But then maybe now Miss Gallagher has seen her shag a brother, she's probably like, she might be down so you'll for, do anything you'll do yeah. anything some yeah. alfresco finger banging maybe oh my god 
it's just near the lemon trees oh god yeah i think those are the two characters that would definitely go straight into the bin yeah i can't think of anybody else who i'd actively put in the bin yeah nobody else pisses me off as much the grandfather he can have some time out in the bin just on the edge like yeah feet in yeah (laughs) yeah like a kid on a swing i've got a question for you and this is a personal one (laughs) what character um would you set yourself up on a date with if you had to go on a date with someone in this book who would it be georgie yeah yeah george if it was any other answer I would have questions. Oh, maybe Although one actually, of the boys. I, yeah. One of the boys. That, yeah, I would set you up with one of the simple boys. Yeah, they just seem nice. Yeah. A bit dim, but yeah. that's fine. They can throw a hay bale. They can probably throw me. Hot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they're out here like plowing fields and carrying bodies through the woods. I'm like, I love that they're just like, yeah, we'll come out. Yeah, no yeah. bother. I do love that energy of like just being a good neighbor and yeah. being a good member of your community. Like someone needs your help, like yeah. But equally, up. you know that the lads are like, this is a bit fucking weird. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And then whenever they were home, they were like, this Mom, family is yeah. crazy. Yeah, they've asked me to come again, and she's like, mm, okay, do not marry her. Yeah. Which yeah. So yeah, I think I like George. Also, it's so funny when you read period books like mm-hmm. this, where it's like he was so old. He was thirty-eight. Yeah. And you're like, I do wish that we knew how old Kathy actually is. Because if it's like 17 to 38, it's like... Uh, hmm. But at the same time, Although of actually, that era... Yeah, I think Rob does make a comment, because it's when uh, Kathy is saying, like, oh, yeah, you're so obsessed with Livy, who's one of the background characters that, like, Rob has Poor this Livy. flirtation yeah. ship with. Yeah. Poor girl. She's just out here trying to Catch get, a man. Yeah. She just doesn't want to be a spinster. Like... Not the grand old age of yeah, 20. Yeah, like, she's just out here riding horses, living her life. Yeah. And everyone's like, you suck. Like, yeah. You're yeah, ballet you pale bitch. bitch. Yeah. 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 Like, oh my God, let, let, her live. let her live. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, with George, it's like, yeah, rich old man kind of thing, but it's very much of the time and yeah. exactly who you would be set up with. I think Mr. Darcy is yeah. around 38 and Elizabeth Bennet is 24, 25. Mm-hmm. So it is that big age gap, but it doesn't feel creepy. He never comes across as creepy to me. Yeah. And he likes art. He's got money. Yeah. He could probably take me on a date. I'm not huge on lemons, but I would appreciate the gift. I mean, it sounds like this box of lemons was life-changing. Like, just really fragrant oh, and I, sweet and amazing. I'm like, yes, as I, I said, want one. Don't like lemons. Like, sour things in general. I was like, oh, the waxy skin of that yeah. lemon sounds... A Sicilian amazing. lemon? Are you yeah. joking? Yeah. Hook it to my vein. So I keep going back and forth on oh, yeah, what I want to you... do for my birthday. Oh, no, yeah. this is not about dating. This is about me now. So oh, sorry, guys. I am turning 30 this year, and I've got two ideas. Okay. One idea is disco-themed Love it. birthday. Which would be so much fun. Do you remember? Ask... Hopefully I won't. <laughs> and then the other one is a trip to like the Amalfi Coast or similar vibes. Just imagine me on the coast having a nice like fresh seafood dinner and a little lemon sorbet as the sun is setting. Oh yeah. Like gorgeous. What? Yeah. Do both. Yeah. That is the option but then it sounds like a lot of logistics. So it's too bad that George isn't in my life to like do it for me. But like don't worry you could just well you do have your own George. I do. No. Yeah you have your own George. Hey George. Is that who you would set me up with as well? I if you thinking, say Rob, I will No, I was going to do the simple boys. Because oh. I think they're like, 
strong. I imagine them like strong and tall and like handy and kind. Yeah. Yeah. And then they will die. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, just a bit of trauma. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Spicy Spice Ball. Uh, what was the best scene? And best doesn't necessarily, I think, have to be it elicited good feelings. I think it, the best scene of like, it can be written. I always think best is tricky because it denotes positive feelings whereas it could actually instead just be the best scene where you're like fucking hell that really made me feel something or like and if it was revulsion i have two oh and they're both dark um so my first best scene is the descriptions of kathy finding out that she's pregnant oh yeah where she talks about feeling like there's a snake in her belly and she could feel it coiling and like yeah, getting ready God. to strike. Like, it was just Helen such a vivid... Snaps. Yeah. I, she, like, if she went to a slam really... poetry, she'd win. Oh my God, yeah. Everybody, like, slaps for... If anybody else won, I'd burn the place down. Yeah, we'd be like, we are the orange prize. Yeah. 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 The lemon prize. The lemon... Oh. Um, yeah, that scene really stayed with me. It yeah. was just, yeah, incredibly vivid. And then the second scene is also dark, is the abortion scene. Oof. Like, the description of this witch who comes and injects her with this mysterious liquid and, like, everything that happens to her body after that and the descriptions of the barn and then contrasted with when she's in the bed and starts bleeding and Kate comes in and the bucket and everything. It's just, like, I I had to stop reading for a bit because it was just so vivid. I could see it playing out like a movie. So visceral, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So... I would say that they're the best scenes because they're the ones that stayed with me and the ones that I saw playing out like a movie in my head. Mm. Um, but they are not happy scenes. Yeah, that particular scene with the abortion, this may sound strange, but I'd be intrigued to know if you agree. But if I were to summarise the scene of her losing the baby, it was it just seemed fleshy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Like pudgy and fleshy. I really saw it and I could mm-hmm. I could see the chubby baby floating in the bucket and it's yeah very visceral very painful yeah, yeah. but really moving like incredible writing oh yeah. my god it, when, I never stop yeah snaps yeah loved it but not loved it because it was so dark yeah. it was just wow what a masterclass yeah in storytelling incredible stuff and speaking of storytelling the ending of the book Mm. she goes to france and mm. spoiler alert she's with george in france yeah um and she goes to see her mother yeah did you guess the ending of the book and what did you think or hope that would happen if you didn't guess it i didn't guess it i had no idea how this book was going to end i had prepared myself for it to be a sad ending or one where she just is rattling around the house on her own living with the ghosts of people who she lost mm-hmm. especially because the it opens with her in the in yeah the jacket at the house yeah. at the house i thought it was really beautiful it felt warm yeah both the weather it felt like color had mm. entered her life and that's really beautiful oh, yeah sometimes i can be deep yeah well i think also because it is this gothic novel it's very mm. dark and gray and misty and everything and like soft. the ending yeah being this yeah, if it were a painting color. i think it would be a soft hues mm. and just 
the countryside in a different light and I think she saw her life in a different light as well and I love that she's with George Mm -hmm. because he just seems like a really strong constant in her life where Mm -hmm. he doesn't need her to you know he doesn't need to own or possess her she just knows he'll be there so he's just a constant so was it a satisfactory ending for you Yes, I usually yeah. hate open-ended because obviously we don't actually see the mother and daughter reunited. Mm-hmm. She uses the loo and she's in her mother's place and she sees her mother coming back. Usually I hate things where it just ends and yeah. then it cuts to credits. Tell me! Yeah. What yeah. happened? Yeah. Uh, this one I didn't feel that way. I just thought, mm. oh, that's really poignant because I don't think you can capture that reunion and do it justice. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. How about you? Did you guess... I did not guess it at all. I think if anything, halfway through the book, I thought she was going to kill everybody and like burn <laughs> down the house, to be honest. Stop them. Yeah, I did not expect it to turn out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I hoped for. I definitely hoped it would have a happy ending. And I think the ending does largely or broadly fit that. Mm-hmm. So quite happy with the ending. Although I found it kind of a, an abrupt switch in Kathy's mind of like she's walking around the house with um Senor George and this is after her grandfather has passed and she like looks around at everything falling apart and she's like this was uh the dream of a man from nowhere mm-hmm. with nothing and it needn't be my dream and then that's the end and then she's in France and I found it really uh, it felt a little bit random, I think, mm-hmm. because there was just so much conflict and, like, so much emotional turmoil mm-hmm. um, of, do I stay, do I go? Like, I can't leave, I have to stay, all of this sort of stuff. And then it, she just, it seemed like she just suddenly decided, actually, fuck it, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad with the decision. I'm glad with the ending. I think I would have benefited from, like, three more paragraphs of her, like, going back and forth, at least, on, like, is this something that she really wanted to do? Yeah. But there's something also quite beautiful about the fact that she doesn't feel like she has to share that with us. Because we already... Yeah, but I want to know your secrets, girl. <laughs> like, I already know about your incestuous relationship. Let me know what made you decide to go to France. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's because she's no longer tied. Yeah. I don't know if she would have done it had her brother still been alive. I do think it was really beautiful that she buried his coat on the property yeah so it was like that entire chapter of her life came to a close and she was able to walk away because that story had ended and Mm -hmm. her story her story that's the difference is i feel like that was what her life was and now she was living the life that she always had but couldn't so a lovely book yeah question Mm. where's it going um bookshelf (laughs) the bin the charity shop i think the shelf me too yeah yeah i really enjoyed this um which is kind of interesting i think we both gave it four stars during our book review not everybody else did yeah we there were a lot of low scores um so i don't know what it says about us but here we are yeah i i really enjoyed it and like i said i would read poems and other books by Helen Dunmore I think she's an absolutely incredible writer and the story really uh captured me and like kept me engaged all throughout and Mm -hmm. I felt so invested 
and wanting more for Kathy in a way that I haven't necessarily felt with some of the other books that we've read Agreed. on the podcast and in book club recently. So that one is a shelf for substance, not just for the cover. Yeah. So she did it. Yay! <laughs> what about you? Shelf. Yeah. And I'm really tough on that because yeah. I do think I will revisit it. Yeah. And it just, sometimes I think books, there are certain books that really just capture what reading is about. Yeah. That you've just got this whole other world on your shelves. And I just love that I can pull that out and tap into a different world. And I, I just think, wow, what, what an amazing writer. To be able to deliver such a complex mm-hmm. story. And I know a lot of the girls yesterday were saying, oh, but nothing really happens. And I think, yeah, but you've been given a window into something so rare. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I loved it. I, don't, I can't say anything other than Helen Dunmore, 10 out of 10. Yeah. R.I.P. Absolutely deserved to win the yeah. inaugural prize. Incredible. Love it. Yeah, so both on the shelf. Yeah. Woo! Yay! Well, what a lovely thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, y'all. Yeah, and if we don't see you in the bookshop... We'll see you at brunch. Yay! Woo! 